The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well, to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Here we are, end of the year. Week 17, pretty meaningless in the grander scheme of things. Still a little skin in the game for some of these teams. Most of them, at this point, are making their way toward the exits, off-season, parties, South Beach, Vegas. I mean, whatever you could do with COVID era, that is. Chris, how you doing in sunny Florida? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I hear it's nice and icy and snowy up by you. Yes, as somebody has talked to our father, obviously, as the snow falls here in beautiful New Jersey. Uh, and I say that sarcastically as sarcastically you can get. Yeah, it's snowing. It's not bad. It's sticking, so I guess it looks okay. Would have preferred it on Christmas. So that we could have had a white Christmas. Instead, we had rain, which is always beautiful. Nothing more picturesque than pouring rain on Christmas. But that was a week ago. Today, we deal with the snow and a bunch of crapola games. But the new year brings with us hope that the postseason will continue, I guess, an entertaining season. I mean, best you could have hoped for in COVID, no? Yeah, for sure. We didn't think... 17 weeks ago, we were even going to have a season, so... No, I definitely didn't change my fantasy league that I ran to try to cater around possible COVID drop-offs. But as we have learned, uh, the NFL will plug away with teams and games so long as they can. I mean, they really, at this point, will not shift anything, uh, barring the fact that a team couldn't feel the roster. And it's they, crazy. They, they really have plugged away here uh, in the second half of the season. So here we are. Um, you know, we got a couple of good games to talk about. Well, I mean, I, the spreads really are funky. These games are kind of crummy. So we'll just plot along and try to uh, rip this through, give it the due time that it deserves. And so we'll just start off with the recap of last week. First down. First down. All right, so we start off with the favorites and the dogs. Last week it was the dogs winning outright eight games to seven. And the big thing was six of those games were Moneyline wins. Although it didn't work out for some people as uh, Christopher ended up taking the Texans and Titans money line, and that did not work out. Although you did have the Cowboys and the Bills. You were all over the Bills last week. Uh, it's my biggest regret is that I just didn't take all my money and just th- throw it on the Bills. Yes, well, you tried to get the uh, the Bills in there with some other teams in the parlay factor. Didn't work, but we'll get to that later. As for the over and unders, The overs were on the losing end of last week. They had six of those games. The unders had nine of those games. And then as for the picks, here's how it ran down. I had a terrible week. I was four and ten. Chris, you were eight and six. The Sharps was where it was at. They were eight and four for the week. Tickets were five and eight. And the money, which had been good all year long, was six and eight. So years to date results. Where does that leave us? We'll just do the two of us because we've been in the race going forward. And I think as of last week, I think we were either tied or you got a short lead. Well, that is all but changed at this point as the terrible week that I had put me at 108 and 120 for the year. And the 8-6 performance that you had put you at 115 and 113. So, you know, if you want to throw this week out because it is week 17 it looks like you end up the year above 500 as I fell way below so other than that I you know it, there wasn't too much more of uh, 
notice last week, everything stayed pretty true to form. So there were the some stats on this abbreviated week 17. And that'll bring us to the games of the week. And oddly enough, there are some games that are worthwhile talking about. Um, which ones do you you want to take three and then run down the rest? So I'll let you pick game one of three. Yeah, so if we're looking at the early slated games, the problem is like the Dolphins-Bills game should have been a good game, but nobody well, Looks like the Bills really, are going to sit people. Right, the Bills are going to sit people. The Steelers-Browns game should have been a good game, but the Steelers are sitting They've already everybody as well. sitting people, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I, you know, like the Cowboys Giants game has implications. Uh, Falcons Bucks kind of has implications. Uh, you know, Packers Bears. Let's start with Packers Bears. Yes, that's what I was thinking too. Uh, that was I was looking at as well. So let's start her off. Second down. Second down. And with that, we'll hop on the gambling jet out to Chicago where the Bears will be hosting the Green Bay Packers. So right now, the the Pack are favored by four on the road. So you got a home dog here. Over under is 48 and a half. I did not even bother to go through the stats this week uh, for Sharps and for the tickets and money because I, I don't really know what to make of a, a week like this. But um, so 48 and a half is the over under for this game. Green Bay Packers favored by four on the road. So what are you thinking here? This game means something Chicago kind of means something to the Packers as well, although they can lose and really it would affect, I guess, home field advantage for them. And that's about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they first round by because they have the saints and the Seahawks. Will it be a first round buyer? Will it be hometown or, or will it be home field advantage? If they win, they're guaranteed home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Right. Okay. But they don't lose the bye. I guess that's yeah. my, my my why. Yeah, it, they would. There's so, no such there, there's there, there's no such thing as home field advantage and not the bye this this year. Well, what I'm well, there's two buys or one buy. There's one buy. Oh, there's one buy. Okay. So this is again probably something I I should have looked up on, but I made this mistake. Two weeks ago, when I was talking about no, the because wild there's because they keep talking about it. You're you're not incorrect in in one sense. Like the Bills have home field throughout until they have to play the Chiefs. Well, I'm saying that the Packers are 12 and three, the Saints are 11 and four, the Seahawks are 11 and four, right? Yeah. So you're going to have three wild cards, and then you're going. So the three wild cards are going to play three division leaders. So there's going to be one bye, I assume. There's one bye. There's only There's one, one bye. So There's Green Bay bye. will be playing for something all. So 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 here's how it breaks down. If the Packers win, the Packers yeah, get Yeah, that's it. They're wrapped the up. bye and and home field. If the Packers lose and the Saints win and the Seahawks win, the Saints will get first seed home field throughout. If the Packers lose, Saints win but Seahawks lose, the Packers still get uh, uh, home field throughout. Okay. All right, so they got something to play for. Makes this game even better. Um, I mean, again, they can afford to lose. It just means that they're going to play. The biggest issue to me here with this game for the Packers is going to be the fact that they just lost David Bakhtiari to injury on Thursday to a knee injury. And he is going to be out uh, indefinitely, which would, uh, I would assume, be the entire season, uh, the postseason, that is. So going against a Bears defense that is tuning it up in the last couple of weeks of the season here, plus an offense that seems to have gathered itself around Mitch Trubisky, but more so David Montgomery. So how does this play out? Green Bay pull this off on the road. I actually kind of like the, the Bears just to outright win. I do too. I mean, they've been they've been hot as of recent, and the statistics that have been dropped about how they haven't scored more than thirty points in four consecutive games since nineteen sixty means nothing to me in twenty twenty because every team should be scoring 
30 points a week with the amount with the with the penalties and all the garbage that's thrown in there now in this day and yeah, age. Yeah, I'm, I'm not paying attention to historical stats like that. Yeah, Garth. right. Um, Throw it right in. Garbagio. Garbagio. Right. But with that said, they it, to the eye test, they have looked a lot better. They played a lot of – look, some team, sometimes you need like a four-game stretch of terrible opponents so that you can build up your confidence again. And at least they look like a confident team playing – I don't necessarily think they are going to win the Super Bowl, but uh, at least they've been playing better. And at home, this game means a lot. Uh, division opponent. I, I, I like where they're at. I like the spot that they're in. And the Packers really, uh, you know, they're, they're – I don't know, man. I, I just I, – I'm not convinced they're like a Super Bowl team. Well, to me, it's just their defense. Their, their defense, you know, shows at some points, but for the most part, you know, sort of 75% of the season, they haven't been stellar. So if there's a yeah. weak point at all with the Packers, it's going to be that their defense at any point can keep a team in it so that they can keep running. Now, look, I, you know, I, I went against the Packers last week because I did not like their game versus the Panthers the week before that. And I ended up being wrong in that case because the Packers uh, went against Tennessee and really uh, mopped them up. Although that game could have been infinitely different had uh, Rabel thrown that flag there on the Aaron Jones run, brought that back. Because that was, what, 1914 when that run took off? Uh, yeah, they, they just come off two touchdowns. They just scored the touchdown, and I think it was 1914. Yeah. And they were was, rolling. It was it was crazy. That whole play changed the game. Yeah, it was huge. And so I didn't like the Packers uh, after watching them versus the Panthers. And I really think that the Titans, had they thrown that flag and kept that to a field goal or no score at all, that game could have been infinitely, infinitely different. So I'm not a huge Packer fan. I, their offense is infinitely better than Chicago's. But one, you're on the road. Two, you just lost uh, your tackle. And three, your defense hasn't really shown itself you know, all too much. I mean, is they do they have a huge player on that defense? Uh, last year it was the I'm, Smiths. Well, no, last year it was it was Blake Martinez and and those Smiths. The, well, yeah, I mean the Smiths were the impact players. Yeah, I, Savage has been playing really good. I mean, Gary um, came along a little bit this year, but I wouldn't say he's an impact player. No, they don't have. I, I, I mean, their cornerbacks are really good when they play. I, the, the Packers are Devontae Adams. I like. I can't believe he's been so good this year. Like, I know the dude's really good, but like, how, he's open every time. Like, you would think they would double him. Or... Yeah, I don't know. I, it, uh, Devontae Adams has had a monster, monster year. Monster year. Incredible. Like, incredible. Every time he touches the ball, it's like, wait, how are you open again? How did that just happen? Um, yeah, I, I just – I don't think that the uh, the Bears are just going to lay over and die for them. You know, I think this is going to be a, a much more difficult game, and I don't think they're going to jump out to a 19 nothing lead in the snow like they did last week. I, I mean, I just – again, I just think when it comes down to – playoff football you need something something a little something on the defensive side of the ball and you know you could just run down the defense you know Lowry Clark Kiki Smith Kirksey Barnes the other Smith I mean nothing secondary Alexander King Amos Savage Amos and Savage I had a lot uh, higher hopes for and I mean they've been okay uh, you know serviceable but um, they haven't really progressed the way that I thought I mean this team really is basically Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and they've got yeah some good, you know, throw-in work from uh, Tanyan, right? That's how you pronounce his, his last name, the tight end. Tanyan? Tanyan. Tanyan. Uh, uh, but, I mean, really, losing losing a left tackle this late in the game is really brutal. Really brutal. In practice. Yeah, I know. It really sucks. So, you know, I, you know, how does that impact? Does that impact the run game more, the pass game more? I don't know. But a lot of questions going into Chicago, where Chicago, I, I still am not a fan of Trubisky. But I don't really think that this has been about Trubisky as much as just kind of a wholesale change on the offensive side of the ball, leaning more on the run in Montgomery, who's been really serviceable right now. Montgomery looks like the running back he was drafted to be. 
but again, as pointed out on the radio and on TV a lot, dude, their last five, four or five opponents are just, and that this is more of a fantasy conversation, but their last four or five opponents have not been good in any way, shape, or form. So he he looks serviceable, but let's see him do it against a good defense. I mean, you got to beat not- you got to beat who's up against you, though, right? Right. So. Right, right, yeah. So, all right. Uh, I mean, a lot of talk. I- I'm I'm going the Bears at home here again. Uh, the injury plus a weak defense. I- I'm I'm just going to take Chicago. They got more on the line here, and I I mean I'll just take them a money line straight up. But you know, for the points of the picks, I'm gonna I'll take the four. Yeah, me too. All right. So the Eggy brothers are in on Chicago at home, being the home dog. Home dogs actually have come around a little bit. In the recent past, I think last week, if I take a quick look, they were one, two, three, four, four and three. So not terrible. They are above five hundred. They they were really home dogs were worthless for most of the year. Past couple of weeks, they've shown a little bit of life. So if we just talked about Green Bay, Chicago, the next game we should talk about would be another planned game, if you will, and that would be the. Cardinals traveling to Los Angeles uh, in Los Angeles in, playing uh, in Arizona, right? No, that's the 49ers. Yeah. No, 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 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. So the Rams are actually in uh, LA. Uh, LA. So Arizona traveling, actually traveling to LA to play the Rams. Arizona favored by three over under 40 and a half. Now, John Wolford, congratulations. Arizona's not favored. Arizona is not favored. No, I've seen by, Arizona by three. Uh, so what is it? Two and a half? Half a point. It's down to half a point as of now. Yeah, I just I literally just got these lines two seconds ago. Uh, here we go. DraftKings. Um, yeah, that's where I had looked, but okay. So it has moved now down to half a point. So this is a pick'em. So it is uh, half a point in favor of the Cardinals. The uh, over-under is still uh, it's 41, so that's moved way less than the over-under. And I gave the little clap there before my brother ran me over. Thanks a lot, Chris. For John Wolford of Wake Forest, the great <laughs> Wake Forest Demon Deacon, who will be starting here for the Rams. And, of course, I give this small applause because I am also a Deacon Deacon myself. Uh, And there's not many times that you get to congratulate a Demon Deacon quarterback in the National Football League. So, uh, I I don't know. All that mounted up. I am surprised the line has moved the way that it has to give the Rams that much credit. Uh, Unless there's something I'm missing here. I just think Wolford, granted, he had a good performance in the AAF. Uh, He had a better late late career at Wake Forest than he did early. But I don't know if AAA, the AAF and a little bit of Demon Deacon uh, solid performance on the college gridiron is enough to give them a win here on the road in a pinch. I, I mean, I this was, a, this was actually a snap Cardinal pick for me. And I hope I'm wrong because that would mean that Wolford had a good game and, uh, you know, uh, Demon Deacon led them the Rams to the promised land, but I'm I'm going with the better of the two quarterbacks here, um, the less of the two defenses, but the better of the two offenses. Yeah, they think so little of um, <laughs> the Cardinals. They the, do, the, right? I mean, it's so crazy. They just don't like the Cardinals. I mean, this late in the game, the, the Rams, I guess, are almost now a pick'em uh, with a backup quarterback. I. And I, I can't hop on board with that. I'm sorry. With, I mean, with even the as playoffs on the line, with the playoffs. But I mean, even as a demon deacon. So I'm pulling for the guy that is behind center here for the Rams, and I can't do it because to me, why, how do you not go with the better of the two quarterbacks unless you just really have no faith in Murray and his shoulder and the Cardinal defense, which really is not good. Cardinals defense isn't good. I, you know, you could chop it up however you want. They've had a, a couple of good performances over the past couple of weeks from uh, select players, uh, including uh, what's his face who had six, you know, sacks versus the Bear uh, versus the Giants a couple weeks ago. Uh, Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Uh, you know, but really, I mean, you're talking about Buda Baker and then you know some okay guys along the line. But uh, 
I can't. I can't do it. I, I even with the banged up defense, I can't get behind a backup quarterback in this spot. Um, I just can't. And I'm looking at right now. If uh, I will look at the stats for this one, Arizona, 52% of the bets coming in on Arizona, 51% of the money. So, and the sharps are leaning toward Arizona. It basically is a pick 'em all around the board. You can't get away from it. So. With the pick, I'm, I'm going Arizona, and I'm not doing the analysis any farther than taking the better of the two quarterbacks. I'm with you. That this, I, I don't even know. Well, I, I just can't justify ever betting on a Rams team that doesn't look good with their starting quarterback on offense 50% of the weeks. And, like, this guy's going to instill all this life into them, you know? Unless it just forces them to change their offense altogether, and they just go with a that's run, a whole other story. Heavy run first gonna... offense, and which we haven't—I mean, we've seen a little bit, but not to a crazy degree. I mean, they have feature when they when they need to feature their passing offense, they're successful. You know, when that when the passing offense goes, you know, the team kind of goes with it. So, I'm with I'm with you. I'm I'm on the Cardinals on this game. All right, so we're both with the Cardinals on that one. And so then the third game to talk about that has any worth to me is the Washington-Philly game up in Philadelphia. The Washington football team is favored. I have it by six with an over-under of 43.5. We'll see if that has changed uh, here. But while I look at the updated line... Do you think that Washington, with Alex Smith, has a shot here on the road? I kind of do, but last week really was a shot. Again, it was no Alex Smith. I just can't figure out why the line flipped nine points, nine and a half points. I don't think it did. You're looking at something weird because I had it at uh, – all right, so Washington's five and a half. So the six-point six line is almost dead on. The 43 and a half is 42 and a half. That, according to – uh, DraftKings, but if you look at the open line from the Action Network, we will see. I I'm almost positive that the line was, was. I had minus four Eagles. Let's see, and I'm going to pull it forward. And I didn't look at the opening lines this week, so I can't say. Um, I thought I had seen Washington. Okay, so it did. It opened at Washington. Uh, dogs by four. So you're right. So there was a huge swing at six and a half. I guess huge. It's ten, ten points. Ten, ten and a half points. points. Ten and a half points. And that all. Now, do they give you exactly when it went through the days? It doesn't. But it looks like there was a huge spike uh, in recent. It went from the. It went from the four and then just dumped the other way. So I don't know what it was with the information. Maybe it was Haskins getting booted and Smith playing that gave him the thumbs up. I like Washington. They've burnt me so much this year. I'm really hesitant to take this line with Washington minus six. Uh, yeah, no. I I think maybe they flipped this because Alex Smith is starting and Jalen Hurts didn't look Incredible last week, I guess. Maybe, but seven points to the the Washington football team here—that's a lot. I don't know, man. They that's a lot. Any they they really have it, and also when you factor in uh, that, I I mean the Eagles haven't looked terrible. I mean they they played really bad last week. They got they got destroyed versus the Cowboys, but you know I, I don't know. Hertz hasn't played terrible in his couple of games. He's gotten better each week. Um, yeah. You know, if you he's, look at... I don't know if he's their answer either, by the way. I mean, he he's a, in a dynamic... Uh, he's a dynamic player who uses his legs a lot, but they need some more weapons around him. I mean, do, sure. do you think the loss of Miles Sanders is enough to move it? I kind of don't. They haven't really played with Sanders all year. No. You know, I mean, if you want Wait, to look, I didn't, I didn't even know that Sanders is out for today. Yeah, yeah, he's out for today. What happened? Uh, I don't. Let's see. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what it was. I I would assume it was a knee. I stopped following the injury report for him uh, when they were knocked out, uh, and I didn't really, you know, think about the, the betting aspect. But um, 
I think it was a knee. I, I mean, whatever it was, he was doubtful. He was limited all week, and then should have. You know what? I should have. I should have stopped following his injury news during the fantasy draft. Yeah, he was terrible. He was a, he was my top pick in one of my leagues, and I'll never touch him again. And I really liked no. him uh, going into this year, but I was a little hesitant only because he really hadn't proven it for other than his rookie year. And uh, boom, here we go. So I don't know. So. I, again, Washington six points is just a lot. It's just a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think I like Washington to win. I just don't like them by a touchdown. Uh, no, I I don't like Washington. As a matter of fact, I like the money line Eagles. Really? Oh, I don't know about yeah. that. I, Washington yeah. screams to, screams to me tease. If you were to play them, put them in a tease and just pick them, right? At home, final game of the season, you know Philly fans want to beat Washington, knock them out of the playoffs. I mean, yeah. I, I, Washington still, they're playing for something. Their defense is good. You know, I mean, their offense is really what has been, you know, lackluster the past couple of weeks. And obviously that's pinned to Alex Smith not being there. Um, let's see if I can get the final injury report here to see exactly what we're dealing with. Uh, and as I pull it up here, here we go. So these are going to be all the things that have a factor in today's game. So for Washington, Alex Smith is questionable, but they said he was going to play. Uh, Thomas Davis is out. They said that might actually be the end of his career there. Solid career for Thomas Davis. Uh, Elsewhere, all right, so the Eagles, we've got a lot of out. Wait, 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 wait. Quick breaking news, trying to figure this out. I'm on Action Network. Why in the world did, oh, it must have been a computer glitch. The Hawks 49ers just went to a pick for like two minutes. Uh, Seahawks 49. I, I don't know. That, that, we haven't got to that game yet. So, right here, we got Fletcher Cox out, Richard Rodgers out, Miles Sanders out, Derek Barnett out, Dallas Goddard out, uh, Jordan Malata out, uh, Duke Riley out, Deshaun Jackson out, uh, Sean Bradley out. So, there's a lot of out. Um, anyway, I'm not. I'm still regardless. I'm not taking the Redskins in six. I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles too. All right. So that does the basically the three other games. I mean, the rest of these games, they're kind of there's some things worthwhile talking about, but we'll rip through them here because we're getting close here to uh, kickoff, and we'll just fly through the ones and the fours and get to our bets and call it a wrap. Third down. All right, so we'll start with the 1 o'clock games. We'll do the Cowboys-Giants game of significance, depending on that Washington-Philly game. So the winner of this game will get to the playoffs, the promised land, if Washington then loses in Philadelphia. So Dallas favored by 1.5 on the road, over under 44.5. Who do you have in this game there, Christopher? Well, I like the Cowboys, but the weather dramatically evens this game out. Does you it think not? so? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I, I mean, the problem for the Giants is, again, what you're seeing is what was predicted in the beginning of the year, and that is a offense with Daniel Jones, which is not solid. He, as a quarterback, is extremely questionable, and a defense that really is built around tremendous line play and sketchy secondary play, which is not a good combination. However, you had tremendous performance by Bradbury all year, which has covered some of that, uh, you know, sketchy you know safety play. And and congrats to Jabril Peppers for having a solid year, but he's not tremendous in coverage. He's he's better in the run. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't see it. But you think that the the snow might crap weather could even this out by slowing the Cowboys down? That's the only thing I'm thinking because they they work off of speed, right? Like outside sure, of Ezekiel, yeah, okay. Outside of Ezekiel Elliott, you know who's really not that fast anymore. Tony Pollard, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb, like those dudes just they just take off. They just go. 
So I, I'm just looking at this as as more of a, a ground and pound game at this point, and the the Giants' run defense is isn't that bad. I mean, they're they're no, their they're defensive not. line is great. I mean, they'll have to pay for them right. here in the near future, but uh, for sure. we'll see yeah. if they actually keep all of them. But uh, yeah, the defensive line has been where it's at. I mean, it's been defensive line play, and that's what's kept them in the in, and Bradbury. They, I mean, if there's like, two things to talk about the Giants, it's Bradbury and the D line. That's it. Yeah. If if it was a sunny day and there was no weather restrictions whatsoever, I would take the Cowboys up and down. But um I don't know. The Giants are so bad. I, I go back and forth. I'm still gonna take the Cowboys. I, I, I think that one and a half is nothing, but I, I I would have liked it to have been a uh, a nice I would have felt more comfortable if it was a, a sunny day. All right. Well, fair enough. I took the Cowboys anyway. Again, I just, as much of a Giants fan, and they, they were able to piece together some significance this year. I saw, uh, I think it was a Pick 6 podcast, somebody uh, posted that they could either get into the playoffs or have the number 3 uh, pick in the draft. So that's exactly what the Giants season is in a nutshell. I'm taking the Cowboys here. So the next game, we'll do Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Cleveland is the home favorite by nine points because Pittsburgh's sitting everybody. And the total is 42 points. So does Cleveland cover the nine? Cleveland wins, right? (laughs) I still... I still pick the Steelers regardless. I hate the Clevelands. I, I the Browns. I just hate them so much. I just don't like them. I mean, nine uh, points here versus a Pittsburgh team that's going to feature nobody. I don't know. I hate picking Baker Mayfield and any amount of points, much less nine. But I, you know, Pittsburgh basically is just saying we're sitting everybody. Yeah. I'm right gonna, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Browns. I I, I which hate. is crazy. Their their position isn't even locked into place. Who you're talking about, Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh I mean, well, it's not locked into place. In what regard? Do they're they mo- seeding. Yeah, but do they move into a wild card? I'm going right now. I'm well, they're twelve and three. Right. I don't think there's any way that they can move into a wild card. So, I mean, it, it it's question of whether or not they're two or three. And I think the Bills are in the same regard because yeah. the Bills are going to sit people in the second half of their game too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a fight between the two and the three. Wouldn't you want the two so that all games have to go through you until you have to go to Kansas City? Yeah, I. But I think that the way that it breaks up, I I, I don't think that they would have a chance of playing each other. So they'll never get that that home game that you're talking about. Right? The, the only way that that would happen, if I'm not mistaken, would be if Kansas City loses to one of the two of them. So I think they're both saying, hey, we want our health here in Week 17 because the home game we would be fighting for if we played everybody would never materialize sans a Kansas City chief loss. Do you follow what well, I'm saying? If, if Pittsburgh gets the two seed, they'll play at home next week, at home the week after that, and it won't be for three weeks that they have to travel. They could be home for for four weeks in a row, three weeks in a row until they have to go to Kansas City. Yeah, but but what, what I'm saying is that if you were to fight for this game and get this win, you'll never see that home field advantage materialize until – the AFC Championship game if Kansas City were to lose. You mean throughout the playoffs? Well, both teams will have home field up until Kansas City. Right. Right, and I I think they're just assuming that Kansas City is going to be in that game. So why risk everybody this week when you're not going to see the benefits of it? And if you do, it's just going to be dumb luck that Kansas City loses. Buffalo's in second. Of course, they're going to sit their players. They don't. I mean, they don't. They don't care if yep. the Pittsburgh's going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, Buffalo. I think is going to play their players for like a half or a quarter or something, just to yeah. get something. I, Pittsburgh just came out right out and said we're sitting everybody. But anyway, yeah. point being, so I'm going to go Cleveland here, and you're going to go the Steelers for this. I, I don't even know position seating game. I mean, Cle- Cleveland really gets a. A solid here from Pittsburgh because they yeah. could lose and be yes. out of the playoffs. That's crazy. That's 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 they. 
they fell on a fucking horseshoe this week, man. Yeah. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, a little bit. All right, so let's go to a game that's meaningless, and that'll be the Patriots hosting the Jets. Pats at home favored by three. The over-under is 39-and-a-half. Snap pick, uh, New England. Jets are terrible. I don't know. You know, if New England loses this one, I mean, shame on them and Belichick. Belichick hates the Jets. He never wants to lose to them. How is he going to do that at home here? So you're just giving me a field goal. I'm taking the Pats. I'm guessing Cam Newton's not playing, right? Uh, I, they're going Stidham, right? So Yeah. And then, and then I read the report this morning that that they're that Newton's done in New England. Like, really? I think he's done Stop. for his career. I mean, somebody might throw him a bone, but for all intents and purposes, he's uh, he's finished. He's got no game left. You can't you can't. He'll do have to be a backup somewhere. Yeah, he's not going to do that. He's made up so much money. Why why would you want to you know hang around the NFL to be a backup? Uh, I, I think he'll probably pack it up. Five years ago, he was the league MVP with a flourishing career ahead of him. Kind of, but it was it was again based primarily on his scrambling ability and his ability to rip off yards on the ground to contribute to his I don't know mediocre pass game, and now his mediocre pass game is a terrible pass game, and he's not nearly the ground threat that he was five years ago. So there you're left with a quarterback who really can't run an offense from the pocket, and the X factor that he had is now negligible. So I don't know where he lands, but it is life comes at you fast. Chrissy comes at you yeah. fast. So, and then before you know it, it's over. So here I'm picking the, I'm picking the pats. Yeah. I put the pats too. I, I'm, I can't pick the, they don't like the Jets in any way, shape, or form, so they're, they're going to definitely try and hammer them. Yeah, they're not going to roll over here. So the next meaningless game on the docket, Minnesota hosting the Lions. Vikings favored by 6.5, uh, over under 54 points. Uh, surprisingly enough, Stafford's going to play in this game. Um, I, don't, I don't know. 6.5 points for Minnesota is a lot of points. Detroit's terrible. This is just, I mean, it's a coin flip whether or not, I mean, Minnesota you would think would win. Um, I don't know. I'll go with Minnesota just because I've hated the Lions all year. (laughs) I I, I got Uh, no input in this game at all. I mean, yeah, sure, Minnesota could win by two touchdowns. or These games are tough, tough to call because just the players sitting out and IR. and I'm with you. I I snap-picked the Vikes because I would, you couldn't pay me to bet on the Lions. Yeah, it's just too much here to go on the Lions. They are home, but eh, shit. I'll just take the Vikings because, eh, I don't know. Why not? You're on board with me there. Will you be on board with me here? Another one o'clocker, Tampa Bay hosting the Falcons. These two teams just want to play each other one week after one week. Uh, Tampa Bay favored by seven here. The over-under is 50.5. Tampa Bay, seven points. A little too much for me. I know that some people are going to sit for Atlanta. I'm just going to take Atlanta here because I don't know how much Tampa Bay is going to put into this. And, I, you know, Atlanta, one week they show, another week they don't. They show for one half. They don't show for the next. So I'll go Falcons here, and I'll take the seven points. Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons too, mainly because I thought, like we were just discussing, I thought the... Bucks were kind of locked in, right, to their specific spot. Yeah, I don't think they can move. I don't think they can move from where they are. They're the number one wild card, and I don't think that can change. They're division champs. No, no, sorry, no, 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 no. sorry. Saints, Saints no, are eleven to four. Right, I'm sorry. They're they're not, they're wild card champs. They're number one wild card. And I don't think they can take the Saints should the Saints lose and go eleven and five because and the Bucks win because the Bucks have. No, Saints- Saints beat them twice, right? Right. So I think they have that locked. Now, you know, they go to 10 and 6, then they got to go against the Rams or the Cardinals. Uh, the Rams could go 10 no, and Cardinals 6. No, Cardinals are 8 and 7. Well, well, yes. So what I'm saying is if the Rams win, Bucks lose, they would go 10 and 6 and 10 and 6. And I think the Bucks have the tiebreaker there. Point being, I think the Bucks are pretty much settled. And that's why you, it sounds like, are leaning toward Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think because uh, halfway through the game, they Arians might be like, eh, have a seat, Tom. 
Yeah, I just don't know how much Tampa is going to really uh, have to go in this one. I mean, I, I could see them winning and, and trying to keep that up. I just I don't know if uh, they're going to be able to pull it off by seven points. But again, we will see. So then let's go to yet another meaningless game, and that'll be Buffalo hosting Miami. Buffalo favored by three. It's not meaningless, but it's meaningless for Buffalo. It sounds like from what I've heard on the radio, they're going to sit everybody come second quarter, if not sooner. The over-under 43, Buffalo three. I don't know. Miami, they lose Fitzpatrick to COVID, so they're going to have to go with Tua here. I'm going to pick Miami because I think Buffalo is just going to sit everybody. Miami's got something to play for on the road. Uh, Tua stinks, but I, you know, how do you know how Tua plays against all the backups? I'm not sure. My my gut's saying Miami here, so I'm going to go Miami. That money is coming in heavy on Miami right now. Because what's the spread at now? Four laying four. No, so it's coming in on the Buffalo because the uh, Buffalo was favored by three. Uh, to open they were, yeah, but now Miami's favored by four. So Miami's favored by four here. Okay, so yeah, flip flop yeah. that. So uh, yeah. the line I gave is or, or I must have taken something really outdated here. I should just go with DraftKings. So, um, and I usually do. Uh, but when we like started this pod. I looked at that specific game. It was two and a half 45 minutes ago. It's up to four in 45 minutes. So, well, I, I took the I took the Dolphins uh, as the dog. I'll take them here with the four. I, I mean, they have something to play for. So, let's uh, let's take they them. They have the to four. win. They have to win. So, I'm taking Dolphins. You are taking. I'm taking Dolphins. Dolphins you're, too. You're taking yeah. the Dolphins too. Okay. Yeah. So, the last 1 o'clock game on the schedule is the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. Again, a game that doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot, but it means something because if Baltimore wins, they have a chance to get in. They need somebody above them to lose. And they might get squeezed here because if Buffalo sits everybody, Jacksonville is playing the Colts, and the... Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting everybody. I, I don't know who's going to lose there to let Baltimore in. But should Baltimore win today and one of those teams loses, they'll get in. The question we have, though, is does Baltimore win by 13 points over under of 44 and a half? So Baltimore is in now, right? No. I. Th- yeah, they are. The, the Colts are out. The Colts are out? Yeah. Yeah. How crazy is that? Okay, so the Colts are out. So Dolphins, so going by the NFL uh, standings here, so it becomes Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Colts on the outside looking in. And the Colts have an easy game to talk about later versus Jacksonville. So uh, now it looks like, okay, so the Colts are going to be the ones that are all pissed off because, you know, everybody's playing chumps. So, but regardless, all we are talking about is spreads. So Baltimore, 13. Yeah, they're going to hammer the Bengals. Yeah, they beat the shit out of bad teams. They do. I mean, they always do. So I'm on Baltimore here, and it sounds like you are too. Yeah, they they are going to, Harbaugh is going to do everything in his power to let the world know that his team is ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. So Baltimore here, even by the 13, even though it's pretty hefty in terms of points. It is hefty. Man, that's two touchdowns. So that leaves 425 games, and we'll start with the Indianapolis one. So now I'm going to run with just my, my phone in my hand to keep track of, although we talked about basically all the wild card teams, but uh, and also the lines, which I have whiffed on a couple because I've got a very outdated printout here. Um, and so Indianapolis, I have is by 15 points favorites versus Jacksonville in Indianapolis. And that is currently still the same spread and it is 48 points. So do the Colts do like the Ravens and beat the crap out of a terrible Jacksonville team? I don't even know who's starting quarterback for Jacksonville, nor do I care. I turned around and I picked Indianapolis because they need to win the game. So... Uh, I know Jacksonville's Sons Robinson. He's out. Moneyline Jaguars. Oh, you so heard it here first. Chris is going Jacksonville straight up. Here. Now, 
<laughs> I got you marked down, Jacksonville. I'll put you down for money line too. I'll take the points. I'll take the points. Nope, oh I heard God. it. I heard it here first. Plus, I heard plus eight hundred. Man, sorry, heard it here first. Jacksonville money line. Got it. Okay, uh, bet in place. Land. So I'll I'll take the Colts and you're taking the Jaguars. So that's in the books. Uh, next up is Chargers hosting or nope on the road versus the Chiefs. Three and a half points is the Charger line. Has that stayed? It is now up to five and a half. Chargers five and a half over under 43 and a half. Five and a half, a lot of points. But again, Chiefs are going to sit everybody. So who do you take here given the situation? Five and a half points, Chargers? Chiefs second team is only five and a half points worse than the Chargers first team. Well, you think that they, I mean the Chargers might take the pedal off the metal and start sitting people too because why are they going to risk somebody like Herbert, you know, in a game like this? I mean, the last thing you want to do is lose a quarterback to a knee injury in Week 17 of a meaningless game and then lose him for the beginning of next season. Yeah. Oh no, I, I get it. I get it. You're right. Um, I, I picked the Chiefs. Uh, I just at. I still think those dudes are going to play. I still think they're going to play hard because it's a division opponent. And I, I, I can't imagine Andy Reid wanting everybody to get rest, you know? No, nah, I, I get it. Uh, I, I had a little bit of trouble um, trying to pick it. I really, I, I like the Chargers at three and a half, five and a half is a little aggressive. I, I can't flip my pick now, though. So I'm just going to stick with the Chargers. Kansas City, I just think is going to take their time. I, I mean, they have not blown anybody out all year. They, I mean, they've won, they've looked good, but they haven't looked like the team they did last year, and I don't think they want to risk anything this week. I think they'll sit a lot of people, maybe they play a quarter, just to keep a little bit of rhythm, and so it's the Chargers. So I'll go the opposite side of you here, and I'll go with the Chargers while you take the Chiefs. And we're getting to the end here. We've got two games. One, we'll talk, well, we'll give your Raiders the last game. And so we'll go Seattle in San Francisco, Seattle by currently seven and a half with the over under 44 and a half. So Seattle again, you know, I, I think they have a little bit on the, on the, on the line here, some seating, if you will. Yeah. They're all going to be scoreboard watching because they're all playing at the same time. Well, no, they can, they can't, they can't lose. They, they can't lose anything. So I, I mean, again, this is again, similar to the, Bills Steelers situation where the Saints and the Seahawks are both eleven and four, so somebody's going to get the two. Somebody's going to get the three. The only thing, well, here, they can still get the one. The Saints can. The Seahawks cannot. Yes, they can. The Seahawks can get the one too. If the Packers lose and the Saints lose and the Seahawks win, they'll all be twelve and four. Okay. They'll all be twelve and tour, and then and then the tiebreaker goes to Seattle. I I don't know. Go to the internet or listen to another podcast to figure all that out. Here, Seattle's yeah. going to play. San Francisco sucks. I'm taking Seattle. I'm taking Seattle too. San Francisco does suck, but are you think they're going to cover that seven though? I don't know. I I think they're probably going to try to dial it up because they have not been strong here in the last quarter of the season. And I think they're going to need some kind of launching pad to a get-right game, if you will, to get this offense back humming to where it was because it just has not looked good. You know, they were barely able to get away from Washington and Dwayne Haskins a couple of weeks ago. They lost to the Giants. So you're going to need something. Why not tune it up here? You're going to be on the road uh, at San Francisco, which is actually in Arizona. And, you know, what what – no better time than now. And San Francisco, what? They're going to go with uh, Beathard again? You know, they did the Mullins dance. Now they're doing the Beathard dance. I, I don't know. I got no faith in San Francisco. I'm going to take Seattle in the six and a half. Yeah, because I kind of have to. All right, so let's finish it up with your team here. The Las Vegas Raiders in Denver to face off against the Broncos. You know, division rivalry, blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. Raiders two and a half uh, over under 51. And again, let's just check to see if that is stuck. And the over under is 50, but it is still two and a half. So do your Raiders finish it on a high note here? Uh, I picked them, but I, I, this is... I, 
I don't know. No, they're going to lose the game. I, I, I picked them because I have to pick the Raiders, but they're probably going to lose. I picked the Broncos. I I picked the Broncos here. I've given up on the Raiders. I can't go with them anymore. Uh, The Broncos, and I hate the Broncos, and I think it was just five weeks ago we were saying, I'm not going to pick the Broncos again the rest of the year. Yeah. But whatever. They seem to have spots where they decide to play. The defense, I don't know. It was really good in the first half of the season. It's kind of trailed off here. Um, I think they got Melvin Gordon this year, but they are this week, but they shut down Phillip Lindsay this week or last week. So... They got Jerry Judy's all right. You know, Drew Locke, it's hit or miss. And Las Vegas Raiders, I don't know what to make of them. You know, they barely, they uh, they, they just got away from the Jets a couple weeks ago. They're out of it now. I don't know. Give me Denver in the two and a half at home. Probably Denver money line if you think about it. Yeah, I, it's probably the better bet for sure. Yeah. So, um, all right. I don't know. I, I did not, I did not do any super picks this week because I can't tell you any of the five teams. Did you do anything worthwhile on the super picks? Uh, no, I only had like, I only have two or three games. I really even like, yeah, like, right. like, so let's, let's kick it off. Fourth down. All right. We usually do super contest picks. We give it a five, you know, biggest locks, but uh, we're going to pass this week because to be completely honest, I, there's no locks this week. This is garbage. If you want anything, I'd probably lean toward the favorites that need this game. So your Titans, your Colts, you can look at them with the big spreads. But as for last week, our super picks, uh, I was two and four. You were three and two. So year to date results. We were pretty even and now it's all changed. So this year, super picks. I ended up, we did it late, so we don't have all the game weeks in here, but I was 31 and 39. You were 31 and 36. So we tied for the number of wins, but you had less losses due to pushes and the like. So you end up with the crown there. So bringing us into our parlays and our teasers, last week was a whifferoo on all of our parts. Uh, I got uh, crushed by the Chargers. And the Redskins, uh, I, the Chiefs also screwed up my teaser. You lost on Texans and Titans with your teaser. You lost on the Colts on your parlay. Um, you also lost your survivor knockout pool. Uh, you picked Browns I and know. Bengals. <laughs> they were the opposite end. I picked the Bears and the Falcons, and they were both victorious. Uh, you hit both of your over-under games. You had the Giants-Ravens under. You had the, the Cowboys-Philly over. I hit San Fran, Arizona over, but I whiffed on the Green Bay, Tennessee under. So um, with all that said, I am down a boatload for the year. I've got a couple hundred bucks left here with my second reload. I'm down probably about 1,500. Uh, You hit for the 200 with the bills, so you'll pocket that. And that'll cover your bets last week, or you'll get that plus 100. Uh, I got I won 100 overall. So you won 100 overall. So where does that leave you as of now? 900. 900. So you're almost even on the year. I am complete opposite. I am in the toilet. And that all got away from me the one week that I went heavy and I bet like 400. Yep. I lost yep. and it went all downhill from there. Again, bad money chasing bad money. That's what happens. Poor bankroll management. You play poker. You bet on stocks. You bet on... The ponies, you bet on the NFL. Poor money management is the key to losing your shirt. So I'll let you start off. You've been doing better than me. I'll let you give me whatever bets you got here for week 17. All right. So I'm going to do a a $25 money line parlay. You're doing the money line. Here we go. Yep. I'm going to take Chicago. Bears. Yep. Bears, uh, plus 190. I'm going to take the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Plus 225. Yep. And I'm going to take the Eagles plus 215, I think. Okay, so the Eagles money line as well. Yep. So Chicago, Eagle, uh, Chicago, Chiefs. Eagles. Okay. And that's going to be for 25 bucks. And then I'm going to do a regular parlay with the points. And I'm going to take the Dolphins with the four. Fins? Yep. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Cowboys. 
And then I'm going to take the Ravens. Ravens. Yep. That's going to be for 25. Gotcha. Those are my two parlays for the week. All right. All right. All right. Uh, as for me, I uh, I couldn't really. Do you have any teasers? I do. All right. Go ahead. Just give the teasers. Then I'll just be. I only sure. have a better two. So. Okay. So it's going to be Chicago, the Chiefs, and the Eagles that I use for my money line parlay. And then I'm going to add the Ravens to that. Uh, bring okay. That, bring that down to like seven. Gotcha. And then I'm going to use the. And I'm going to use the Hawks and bring that down to one. So I'm going to do a five-team, $50 tease, pay out 200 Okay. And then I'm going to lay some money straight up. With? The Ravens. Oh, Ravens. You got into these uh, single-game bets. Haven't done them all year. Past couple of weeks you've been going. So you're going Ravens yeah, here. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're easy. I mean, if you get it, it's like making up for all your 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 big money line parlays. All right, so the Ravens for what? 200 or 100? Uh Ravens for 100. 100. Hundo on the Ravens straight up for you. All right, for me and that I from what you said I think that that's it for you, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I, this is what I did. I only did two parlays. Uh, I'm not feeling real juiced about any of this stuff today. I, I didn't even bother to play with the teasers, although you could with this one. I took Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Tennessee. All have something to play for, and they're all going to swing for the fences. So uh, I took the – when I got it, it was a little bit different. The odds were – the spreads were a little bit more in my favor. However, I'll take them here, same. Uh, Ravens, Colts. Titans, if you wanted to tease, you could tease those two and bring those two. So you're going to get around the ballpark of, you know, what, uh, six points for the Ravens, uh, eight points for the Colts, and one and a half for the Titans in that one. And then the other game that, uh, other thing that I took, and this is just a straight up parlay, I did the Bears money line. The Cowboys, oh, I really think are a lock today versus the Giants and the Cardinals. Again, as much as I like John Wolford from Wake Forest, I'm going to be taking the Cardinals there. So that's what I did with in, uh, with the second parlay. Obviously, with the Bears' money line, there's no tease to be had in that because that is a situational play. Um, over-under Survivor Knockout. Uh, I didn't do any over-unders because these games, I don't even know who's playing them. So I did not venture into an over-under. If you did, I'll let you throw it out here. But, I did not for the same reason. Yeah, I, you know, you just really don't know uh, who. This is a tough week to do all this stuff. Yeah, and especially, I, you know, the next one, Survivor Knockout. You know, I mean, what do you do with Survivor Knockout? It depends really on who you have. So... You know, if you haven't played the Colts, you could play them, but I already played them. Um, you know, the Cowboys, if you ask me, I think they would be a play, but I played. Did Who did you take as a survivor? I, <laughs> I picked the Raiders because I haven't picked them yet. <laughs> you haven't picked them yet, so you picked the Raiders. No, yeah, because I guess I think John Gruden's actually going to try and win. Uh, I, I mean, I could pick the Raiders since I did not pick them yet, but I picked the Denver, so it wouldn't make any sense here for me to pick them. Um, so you're going to go with the uh, Raiders as your survivor. Did you have a knockout? Uh, I did not, but I, I can very easily just choose the Chargers because I think the Chiefs are going to win. Oh, okay. So you're going to pick one there and one there. All right, so I... I really am battling anybody dumpy to play here because all the crap, all the teams I have already used. So, um, I don't know. I, I even, I was like, oh, I'll use the Giants, but I used them a couple weeks back and they ended up winning versus Seattle. So, I I don't know. I, I really have nothing real left. I mean, I guess I, I was going to use the 49ers. I used them. So... Uh, I used the Raiders already for a knockout. I mean, I, I literally can't find anybody to use as a knockout. So I guess I'll go with the Lions um, because I picked the Vikings and uh, the Lions are pretty shitbox. So I'm going to take the Lions as my loser knockout pick. And as for my winner, uh, I don't know. Have I done Washington yet? Because... Uh, uh, Washington, they just have to win here. Are they going to win on the road? I haven't used them. 
I've used the Colts, the Packers. This is always entertaining for everybody to do these things on the fly like this. Uh, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Washington. Why not? So I'll go Washington for my survivor, and I'll go Lions for my knockout. Again, not too juiced about this week. So that's uh, that's all she wrote. Um, still, even at that, we always do an hour, so, so we can't even do a short week is what it is. So enjoy, everybody. Enjoy your week 17. We'll do a uh, follow-up here with uh, our fantasy rundown, which we really love to do, but we never talk about only because you only have so much time. But we'll do a recap of the fantasy season here in the near future, and then we'll be back for week one of the playoffs next week. So, adios, Chris. Uh, enjoy your fun in the sun. I'm going to go shovel some snow and uh, call it a day. All right, man. Enjoy it. All right. Peace out. All right. See you, everybody. Mm-hmm.